comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. I am Supergirl. I am the Flash. My name is Oliver Queen. I had to become the Green Arrow. Dedicated to truth. Justice and peace for all mankind. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV podcast. Episode 62. 62, not 52, 62. And we had uh, a, a season finale this week. We had a cliffhanger leading to a season finale this week. All kinds of great stuff. We have five shows to talk about this week. The Supergirl season finale, Better Angels. Um, uh, Lucifer, which was hashtag Team Lucifer, I think was the title. Gotham, uh, which was Wrath of the Villains, Colin Pinewood, uh, Flash versus Zoom, and Legends of Tomorrow, the Safe Haven. And joining me to make sense of all this crazy DC TV that we had to deal with this week. And to help me mourn the loss of the Purple One, the man who I always sing, I would die for you too, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Hello. Uh, I, I, I don't know why Prince is hitting me so hard, dude. Bowie hit me hard, but this is hitting me super hard. Oh, uh, um, because, I mean, look at what he did for the, I mean. The man who named his flashlight Computer Blue, Mr. Richard Sheldon. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just say that this, and I hate to make you have to edit this early in the episode, oh, Jim, but oh, this oh. was one f- up week. There we go. In DC TV, because there were some very disturbing moments in a couple of these episodes we're about to discuss. Yeah, there were some things where I was, just, yeah, I was screaming at the screen, especially. There, a, there are quite a few, huh? It don't work that way. Yeah. Moments. Well, there was, yeah, I mean, well, the Flash, I just, I was just, I was literally yelling at the screen in, in the style of, you know, the 70s family in the movie theater. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just like, but well, like I said, we'll get to that. Yeah. And and finally, the woman who has, who has her own infomercial workout tape, dressed up, doing the bat dance, half Jerry, Batman, half Joker. Jerry, 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 it's Jerry Atkinson. Jerry, Jerry, the Jimbyote. The Jimbyote has arrived. <laughs> Dearly beloved. She are the she is the artist formerly known as Venom. Well, let's just jump right into the shows. We had a lot of, of good shows this week, and I just want to make an announcement really quick at the top of the show that since we're getting into a lot of season finales and stuff, and for most of the summer, I think we're all going to be really covering Preacher, as far as I know. We're going to be doing like uh, almost like a book club, but we're going to be doing it based on the uh, the Justice League cartoon, the classic, you know, Bruce Timm, Paul Dini, uh, Warner I'm excited. Brothers. Uh, we're going to start with the first. Uh, three part or three episode uh, movie Starcrossed. I mean, I'm sorry, it's not called Starcrossed. Uh, the first uh, uh, three episode movie that started all, all the way to the very last episode of Justice League Unlimited. We're gonna do one a week, and then have a little discussion. And they're all available on Netflix right now. So if you want to, you know, join in um, and you know post your thoughts in each episode as we watch them uh, in the Facebook group, we would love that. We'd love you know, a lot of audience participation there since we're gonna be 
winding down here on some of these shows in the next few weeks. For instance, this week is our last episode of Supergirl. And as far as I know, there's been no official confirmation of a renewal. I mean, and we've heard things here and there, but I mean, uh, Berlanti himself was tweeting uh, just the other day when this episode went out. It's like, hey, CBS, it'd be a great time to renew Supergirl, you know. I thought they announced it, like, yeah, right at the end ago. of the week. Well, no. what happened was Les Moonves said that they were saving, uh, like, five of their freshman shows. Okay. Mathematically, that says Supergirl is one of those shows. Right. But they have not come out with a separate press release, right. as they have with the other shows, okay. saying officially that they have renewed Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Which is and, terrible because I have a great theory for what's inside the pot at the end of the episode. But we'll get to it. As we saw uh, last week, this is, a, by the way, uh, episode 20, season one. Uh, Better Angels is the name of the episode. Um, everybody's under the uh, influence of the Myriad wave. Uh, the Kryptonians are in full effect on their uh, invasion plans. They're using the collective brain power of uh, National City to uh, help them colonize Earth for the you know, Kryptonians that are left. And they realize, uh, as we said, we saw the... Somebody doing origami? Just turning pages. Okay. Me, I was trying to find my notes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Lord. So these okay. things called computers that you could put notes on and they don't make anything. You know what? When I write it down, I have more access to what I was thinking of when I wrote it, so That's it helps. Cool. I understand. Okay, good. Uh, anyway, they, they decide, the the at the end of last episode, we, they were about to broadcast a carrier wave on the myriad frequency that they could broadcast to you know, all the people, and they realized that the emotion of hope is the most uh, dominant over uh, what the you know the myriad wave does to people and you know to cause them to be under mind control. So there's a super inspirational speech by Supergirl. Um, where they show the uh, the symbol, you know, the superhero symbol, and the Superman Care symbol. For yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was a little cheesy. Okay, it was more than a little cheesy. It was more than a little cheesy. Well, the cheesy part for me was when they, they show win, first of all. Yeah. And he, like, hears Carol's voice, he kind of shakes it off, you know. And then he wakes up, and then, like, James wakes up, you know. They were the first or whatever. But And then they start calling people? Why are they calling people? I don't know. That's the only thing that makes sense. Is it a telethon? We're we're raising money for the Kryptonian refugees. Uh, I do feel hope. I do feel hope. Then I hang up. But um, but yeah, (laughs) um, but this really inspirational speech like wakes everybody up and kind of uh, breaks breaks them out of. Look at my chest and feel hope and come out of it alive. (laughs) If I look at her chest, I probably would come out of my coma too. (laughs) Just like. Uh, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what to say to that. I can't. I have no reaction. Sorry, to just say it. It gave me hope. That's all I'm saying. Oh, I mean, it's very hopeful. I bet. Yeah, no doubt. Hope is on the rise. Anyway, and my name yeah. is Jeff Toad. Uh, they they go to the. Oh yeah, you yes. <laughs> <laughs> Appearing tonight as Chub to Cheryl Taylor. Uh, they may, they get back to the DO and they kind of uh, uh kind of you know reassess what's going on. Max takes care aside. And he's like, look, uh, you think everything's cool, but actually Nan and Indigo have increased the carrier wave by, like, 20-fold. And it's going to cause everyone's brains to, like, explode with embolisms. Debbie Downer over there. He was Debbie Downer. Yeah, everybody's like, yeah, we did it. And he's like, dude, no. You're going to die. No, you're all going (laughs) to die. Everybody's going to die. You got to draw the bagels, he's going to die. We're all going to die. 
Yeah. I, I, I still can't buy this guy as Maxwell Lord. I just, I don't know. I don't think he's good good. I just think that he's doing this because he probably realized this is their best chance. I don't think it's because he, he's a good person all of a sudden. Right. No, it's not that. It's just I the character just doesn't I don't know. It just doesn't come off as genuine to me. Yeah, I, I I don't know too. what yeah. it is. I don't I think he's he the is. weakest link. He has been for a while. Yeah. I don't you know what? Is. It's funny because the way Tom Cavanaugh plays Wells on the Flash, I believe he's smart. Even though, yeah. even if he wasn't spouting all the techno babble, he still he still plays it as a very smart guy, as a smart yeah, character. Absolutely. This guy, he, I, you know, you keep telling me in the script that he's smart. But you're not showing me anything other than him, like you know, making and maybe that's machines, you know? maybe because I can't quite put my finger on it. I just don't like him. Yeah. He comes off smug, but he doesn't come off as the scientist part. Right. You know, I thought I was being—I um, I don't know what you call it when you're judging people because they're pretty. Like it's not ageism; it's not sexism. That's what it was. I was but it's that. like you're too pretty. You, I don't yeah. feel you. I'm sorry. I thought it was that, but if it's uh, you guys too, it's not just that he's pretty. He just doesn't yeah. come off as a genius. Period. It's almost like when the, I, I can't remember. I think it was alone. Uh, maybe it was Alone in the Dark, where they cast Tara Reid as a scientist. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's it's right. kind of it's kind of like that on a smaller degree, you know what I mean? Did I just do don't buy like him. Ada? Wouldn't she like a marine biologist or some weird? No, I like think that? that was Debbie Gibson. Uh, no, what? oh no, not Sharknado. Oh, not Sharknado. I'm thinking oh. of Giant Squid versus uh, Mech yeah, Shark. Yeah, Tiffany was in it. Yes, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, they were both in one of them. Yeah, that was <laughs> one. It's Giant Octopus versus Mega Shark. Yeah, that was a pretty good TV event. I, I watched Only that. in my dream. Sci-Fi Network. Anyway, yeah. um, so. Max takes Kara aside and they talk and and Kara's like this is, you know he's like this is a suicide mission and as soon as she he says that to her for the next twenty minutes in the show it's her saying goodbye to everybody right yeah, yeah. it was just so funny how he did it it's like yeah everything's good Supergirl Supergirl you're gonna fail yeah you're, you're probably gonna fail gonna, yeah you get your ass kicked you're gonna die there's no way you can get through this right but good luck yeah good luck you'll do it but you won't survive <laughs> <laughs> he almost did a when she was like, "Well, I'm going to do it anyway," she and then he repeats it like, "But you don't get it. You're going to fail." Yeah, exactly. Shut up. I know. It's like she just got done <laughs> giving this great thing about hope. God, yep. Then he's man. like dashing all hope there. It's like, yeah, you're going to die. You might win, but you're going to die. Maybe that's why they call it dashing. Maybe if you're that dashing, you literally just do go around dashing stuff, is that what dashing it is? hope, dashing dreams, dashing careers, just yeah. dash, but, dash, dash. Now dash. I have a question though. Where's all <laughs> what the about other Tony? What? <laughs> and then you have the stupid CW moment where she's like, she goes to see James, right? Yeah. She's like, I want you to find oh. someone else. I want you to find happiness. I'm not gonna die or nothing. But no, just, no, no, no. I'm not gonna die. I want you to move I'm not on. around. I really want you to live your life without me. It's too late for us. Uh, I don't want to wait. Trying to tell you something. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, but nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. No, no everything's all right. It's fine, but you should go live your life without me. So anyway, they um they after they they you know after she says goodbye to everyone, <laughs> they they drop the signal of Myriad to back to Fort Ross, which is the crashed Kryptonian vessel. Right. And I get there and they have this they pull out the world's biggest LED timer. Yeah. And put it on a counter and it's 10 minutes. I'm like, what? Exactly. <laughs> what did they seem earlier? But I have a question. Where they need where... lock to get there to press the reset. Oh my gosh. Jim, I have a question. Where's the rest of the army at? That's a good question too. 
But I guess they're all like having migraines because they show people with like the distorted lens on the camera, like oh, in yeah. corners. Onto but wait, I'm talking about the Kryptonians. I'm talking about the other Kryptonians that were part of the alliance. Hmm. Remember, there was yeah, yeah, there were more. Yeah. There, there were different there, aliens and Kryptonians. Like they were unavailable. Just, it was Taco Tuesday, and there's just did you mention? Did you mention? The, and did you mention the Superman is still unconscious in, in the line? Him, yeah, but, yeah, but what about the others that haven't grown up on Earth? They're probably hanging out with Liv's mom and dad from the, or Liv's mom and brother from the first season of iZombie. Oh, is that okay? Don't Quite exist, possible. Don't exist anymore either. <laughs> okay, we can't just make up alternate timeline crossovers. Okay, anyway. I'm gonna put up a bosh on that. Right it just weird. This is this is our podcast. We can do what we like. John Jones uh, goes with Kara. It's like, no, we're gonna go do this together. We're gonna face not right. and to go together. And they have a fight. They have like a cool superhero fight, considering mm-hmm. it's on a TV it budget. Cool. It was right. pretty well done. I thought. Yeah, John Jones got his powers back. He My got his favorite balls. part, and I'm going to bleep this out because that's how I felt. He uh-huh. ripped Indigo the f- in half. Yeah, he did. So awesome. That was finally. So cool. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Finally. Show was... us what he can do. That's how powerful he is. Because he's that's as strong as a Kryptonian. That's what's up. Finally, they stopped stopped yeah. skirting around the exactly. subject. Really let him unleash. Dude. But I I don't get why. Well, I think. I don't he's know, such okay. a major, major like player in the DC universe for a good reason. I mean, he's been around for so long. He has I, a great power set, just short of Kryptonian. He's, you know, he's he's like just second to Superman, pretty much. You know, he probably ran. I know they ran out of money. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive, but yeah. I I think they should have explained a little bit of why the Kryptonian, like at least have another Kryptonian there, and he fought both of them, and he beat one with telepathy and beat the other one with strength. I mean that. Well, I would have had him do that. Hmm? Go to season two, maybe we'll find out where yeah. the rest of them are. Because it just doesn't make any sense that this is your end game and, and you have an army of people. They could at least delay her until do you, do the you thing think goes it's off. possible that the reason we haven't gotten a official official announcement for season two is maybe they're thinking of moving it to the CW? I don't see CW picking up another... DC yeah, show I don't, right now. I don't. They're already rolling with what four, right? And I think they said they yeah. haven't planned to expand it, but it could it could very well. I mean, not to say it can't happen because I didn't. Because it just yeah. seems very right. odd that we haven't gotten an announcement yet. Because it's definitely had the movement to where it should get a season two. They might wait till the con starts. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. maybe they'll announce it at oh, Comic Con. You know, maybe they'll announce it at Comic Con at the panel or whatever. Personally, I would love to see CW go all in and do an all DC TV channel. Oh, that'd be great. You know, I mean, they've already got so many, so many channel or so many, and you go, you can have different kinds of shows. They don't all have to be the Flash, you know. Or, I mean, you could go Vertigo on some of the shows or whatever. Some, yeah, you know, Constantine, just for one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I don't know, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I don't know why they they haven't uh, come with an announcement yet. I think they would have by now. I know. Um, the um, the you know the defeat Don and Indigo. Kara pretty much burns with uh, superior heat vision right into Non's brain through his eye sockets. It kind of looks like because they're all like burned out and stuff. Oh, it was cool. <laughs> I mean, it was like it looked like somebody who really needed sunglasses badly. Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's but, uh, what happened. 
Yeah, that's what happens to me when I don't get sunglasses. My eyes burst into flames. <laughs> it's rough out there in the streets. But a half right. of indigo is like, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard out there for a non. I hate Science. when that happens. <laughs> now, you think this means he's blinded or dead? or? I don't know. I guess we'll find out next season if we got one. I- is, yeah. Wouldn't there be some sort of Kryptonian healing factor from the Yellow Sun that would possibly well, heal him? Not if she used that, heat vision and lobotomized yeah. him partially into his but, brain. I mean, but, nothing, well, but maybe speaking of that, there's quick, a pullback. Quick, okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just real quick, the non that we knew in uh, Superman 2 was like a mute and kind of like not very bright and stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. this is what happens, and Nan like loses his mental faculties because it. Oh, his, we get scrambled. His nice. Frontal lobes scrambled by Kara's heat vision. I mean, I'm oh, that's cool. a good theory. Very good theory. That. Oh, what do you hear? You, what I figured out in the pod. Go ahead, though. But uh, oh, you've already well, hinted at it, and I'm thinking you're right. So, Chubb, shut up, Chubb. Let me. <laughs> Let's wait till we get there. <laughs> Go ahead, but I, I just think they, the way they pull back on powers, I don't. I yes. Don't, how? Why did Kara need to be or Kara need to be rescued from outer space? You're closer to the freaking sun. What is that about? Anyway, she picks, <laughs> she has to pick up Fort Roz itself to get the myriad signal because there's no way to stop it. Indigo right. tells him her whole plan. By the way, did you notice That's that? Indigo that plan. is the ultimate way, James you can, Bond. If you're yeah. gonna, if they think they're defeated anyway, you tell them the whole plan so they can thwart yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so, so that's like such a Venture Brothers thing. I just see that. I'm just like, oh man, really? But it's true across yeah. the board. It's true. And three different times this week, I heard our villain say, "We're not so different, you and I." I'm just Wait. like, oh god, not again. Come but anyway, on. so she has to pick up all of Fort Roz, fly it into space. You're not gonna make it, Supergirl. Yes. Don't do it. You won't make it. You'll die in space. Here's the thing. Yes, and, yeah. And... But, well, they said, well. She says specifically, there's no atmosphere in space. You won't be able to generate any thrust. Uh huh. Which is like the exact opposite of what we see Superman do every single time he's in space. And this is not just the comics. We're talking about this has been represented Movies. in almost every version of from the animated to the. TV shows to to movies, so it's have, like to forget. I have something a possible like explanation, and okay, I discussed this when we chatted about it earlier in the week. But, but after they mentioned when I but but before you go that route, when they mention about the you won't have thrust and all of that in in the atmosphere, right. I think that negates what you're getting ready to say. But go ahead. You think so? Right here. Yeah. Well, here's the thing is. Maybe it's possible, you know, because, I mean, obviously Clark and everybody, they breathe, you know, so they need, they obviously need the oxygen and whatnot, you know, but they also have super lungs, can super hold their breath and stuff. Maybe it's possible she just hasn't learned how to go into outer space and she actually was depriving herself of oxygen because okay, she pause on that. Pa- pause yeah. on that. Okay. okay. What does that yeah. have to do with thrust and moving? Mm-hmm. You could just fly back down. So what does yeah. that have to do? I'm with- not even talking about that part. I'm just talking about the whole why she went unconscious thing. Because no, but that's did, what I'm she talking She forgot about. how to breathe in space. Because she didn't fall unconscious right away. She floated up, looked down at the earth. Yes. There's no reason she shouldn't there have just that. flew back down. Even when you're choking, well, I mean, I'm in, you, I'm in agreement. I'm in agreement with you. I was just given okay. a possible explanation. I'm just, I'm in. I agreement. can get the. I could get the passing out because she didn't hold a breath. Okay. 
but she was awake when she flew up in the atmosphere and threw it up. There was no reason she couldn't just fly back down to to totally just change the Kryptonian powers to, to totally change that. Right. It's weird to me because what? even it just it just seemed weird because even earlier on, how did all those people get to Earth? All those other we get an explanation in season two because they all didn't have ships. I just um, it's just so inconsistent. Just yeah. make some rules, follow them. I'll be happy. Because they even said with Superman that he was off world a couple of times. Yep. Remember? Mm-hmm. So he's and, going back and forth. I, and, and yeah, it, but maybe he's using a boom tube or something like that. If Superman returns, he used a ship. His right. Spaceship to go back to where Krypton was when it. But that was only because yeah. he would be in contact with radiated. He wouldn't have access to the yellow sun. Like he had to worry about. Uh, running out of energy if he's away from a yellow. He'd be sun. outside of the atmosphere completely. Right? It just kind of bothered me because it was. Uh, it seemed like an obvious shout out to the end of, of Brian Singer's Superman Returns. Okay. Yeah. But like he in that was picking up a giant thing made of kryptonite. Exactly. Right. That makes. That's sense. what that's what weakened him, and that's what caught. I mean, she was just like going into outer space. I mean, in just about every incarnation, like right. Daryl says, you know, I mean, Superman has been able to fly in near atmosphere. In or, fact, it's stronger. And uh. in fact, he fl- he flies up in the air for actually it's like comfort. Like even in the Superman Returns, to get the voices out of his head because he can hear so many, you know, right. because of the super hearing, he goes up in the atmosphere and it almost like comforts him to be that high up. Even and Christopher getting... Reeves' Superman flew high up like that when they were totally, seeing where totally. he's, you know, he waves to the camera while he's flying in, in outside the atmosphere. He went to the moon, even in the bad movies. Mm-hmm. He went to the moon and back. I mean, he had to hold his breath, but he went to the moon and back and, and flew around some. So it just it just seems like they, for this finale, they got to a point where they were like, they didn't even... Because it, was, it, it wasn't something that was hard for them to explain. It would take two seconds to write something else. Like, you could have wrote it that uh, Supergirl was hit with kryptonite or something, and it weakened her, even though she did this. Then it didn't make sense that Martian Manhunter didn't help her fly it up there. Really didn't. Yeah, I didn't understand that part either. You know, like, it just didn't, like, it just, that hurt the episode for me, because you, these are not things that are hard to set up. Like, I know you want to go for the emotional moments, which is great. They do great with that. And that is totally but, why they set this up that way, so um, Alex can come and save her in the pod. Right, but you, you but you gotta, you you gotta think it out a little bit. Like it, it just this is just too. These strings that you 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 pulled on were just too weak that you you had to you could have come up with a better explanation. They needed like, they needed a dramatic you know moment because the moment they, that could have happened. But hold on, yeah. the moment. The moment that could have happened was, imagine that Martian Manhunter defeats Indigo. Remember, he was stabbed. He goes to help her. They decide, all right, we got to push this in the atmosphere. He passes out okay. from being weak because he was still hurt from before. Yeah. She kind of gives him like a daughter looking over her father look. Kisses his forehead. Tell and he's talking. She's talking to her sister. She's saying, you know, he's John is down. I have to do this. Like I can't wait, you know, for for John to come out. Tell him thank you or something like that. That would be the you'd have a tear rolling down. Like tell John he did everything he could do, and I couldn't have had a better mentor. 
boom. Yep. And then she goes up, and you have it that Endigo hit her with something like a, like stabbed her with a kryptonite dart or something have, that weakened her. Have there be residual amounts of kryptonite in yes. Fort Roz? It's a Kryptonian yes. ship. And so was, she's flying it up there. She's weak, and that is the that's the greatest homage to like a Superman return or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like she's cut, she's fighting past being weak from kryptonite and lifting that ship up anyway, and just show her fighting it and then going up, pushing it out, and then she passes out up in the atmosphere with the kryptonite still affecting her. Then it makes sense that her sister goes up, saves her. You get the emotional moment and all of that. But it's still consistent with everything else we've seen. Not hard. It's not. It's not yeah. a hard thing to do. Just taking no. a little bit of a tweak. Yeah. It, just, it feels it. like it's. I don't know. It feels like I'm being insulted. Like I don't already have a frame of reference for what these powers are. Like I haven't been paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It felt like a tap out. Like don't worry about it. it. It's just. It's. It, it's it silly. Did. It's TV stuff. Don't worry about it. It's, right. Magic. TV magic. Yeah. <laughs> just go with it. The um, Kara wakes up in the infirmary and they wakes up to a round of applause. The president has uh, pardoned John and reinstated him as the head of the DEO. That was quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, John gives a speech about not keeping secrets, and while he's doing that, we see uh, General Lane handing over the Kryptonian Omega Hedron, <laughs> a new MacGuffin. Uh, right. Unlimited yep. Kryptonian power source to Max. Uh, Kara goes back to Capco, and she's uh, been promoted. She has her own office now, no window. Yeah. But uh, she tells her that her new position is to be determined, mm-hmm. and uh, which is really weird. It's like here's an office and a promotion, but I'm not. I like to talk with her though. But I yeah. oh, it was but nice, I... wasn't it? Yeah. She goes, nice called part. her by her actual name and everything. I was like, yeah. oh. Called her Kara. Well, because yeah. we that, knew, we all knew that we she did. Yeah, we we've already figured that out. Yeah, she did she, the winky wink to her, but she knew. Yep. Yeah. Like here, yeah. handle your business. Get your little Scooby Gang together. Right. I'm gonna yeah. back up off you. Yep. Because you can't be an assistant and be that good and then fly off and get into all these adventures nope. and your boss not notice you're not at your desk. Sure can't. You just Especially can't. not if your boss is an investigative re- yeah. journalism icon. Come on. <laughs> you're not gonna have that job very long if yep. you. You run off every five minutes when you and you're an assistant. Right. Sure. I mean so. you know Kat knows she she's super Oh yeah, we knew that. Oh, yeah. So oh, that's yeah. thinking it through, like, okay, we can't have her keep disappearing and come up with excuses, so have her know and she'll just let it go. Like have her know that she's Kara and she's cool with it. Fine. That ends that. So like I it's like they cared more about the interpersonal stuff with her, which right. is good. You want to do that. But it's like they forget about it's like that that gobbly goop thing they called superhero stories, you know, with the powers and all the thingies. Oh yeah. Eh, you don't worry about it for this these two episodes. Don't worry about it. I'll tell you what though, with season two, I think they're gonna really focus on the Cadmus stuff and Oh yeah, you know that. I I'm looking forward to that. And I also don't think that Jeremiah Danvers is alive. I don't think it's him anymore. I think it's another Martian? Taking, no. Nope. He's taking another, the personality? Think, think about it's... what Project Cadmus was in the comics. Mm. Oh, with cloning, right? Yeah. There was a lot of cloning, and if they go, if they take that from it, there is a lot of cloning in that. Yeah. Either that or he's like he's Brainiac or something. He faked it. 
could be a lot of things. So yeah. I guess Indeed. we'll see. Um, there's a uh, kind of a happy ending uh, dinner with everybody from the cast hanging out and celebrating. Jimmy gives uh, Car- uh, James. I'm sorry. Yeah. James CW Car- moment time. Yeah, this is a very CW uh, sequence. Gives Kara a photo they took of her, and they kiss, which I thought was cool. Finally! They got past all that BS. I I was worried it was going to be Ollie and Felicity all over again. Me too. I was was so worried. Oh, God, not again, please. (laughs) At the very end of the episode, they hear a poof, some sort of weird noise, and uh, John and Kara go to investigate, and it's another Kryptonian pod. And she leans down and opens it up and looks down at the camera, which is looking up at her, and says, Oh my God. And that's the end of the episode. I think it's Monel. So who is I think oh, you're right. Oh, that would make a lot of sense. I think it's Monel. And that's why he showed up late. And they could do the whole Monel storyline. They could have a love triangle with Monel and James and uh, Kara. That's I'm exactly just... what Noel said. Yeah. When he was like, Oh, yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. So. That would make a lot of sense, but that's a lot of people with powers being a regular. I mean, a... well, I'm wondering if it's possible that after he they're done with his storyline, they move him over to uh, Legends for one of the seasons on Legends. Well, he does have a lot of time travel associated with his character. Oh, that's true. That is true. So that would make sense if he ended up on the second season of Legends or something, or maybe third season. I would guess now. Yeah. So. Uh, Supergirl season finale. What do you guys give it? I give this an A minus. The CW ness kind of took me out of it, but I did like the fight, and I like the uh, the setup and the the way they they left it open for next season that we hopefully get. And I like this cast together. This show is really gelled uh, as the season has gone on. If you look at some of the earlier episodes, it has really started to like you know find a rhythm that that works here. Right. Um, by by the end of it, unfortunately, <laughs> so. But yeah, I give it an A minus. I gotta give it a B minus, only because those two things bothered me. I, it, it, yeah, you know, yeah, I just let it go. I understand why it bothers you, though. Sure. But it was. Other than that, though, I did enjoy all the all the moments that the, the personal moments that were in the show and I, the resolutions and all of that. I did enjoy, and and then having the the leftover stuff that we hopefully they get another season that they're gonna deal with with Cadmus and the, and her father and. And stuff like that, and setting up uh, Martian Manhunter can kind of. I hope if if they get another season, now that he doesn't have to hide that he's Martian Manhunter anymore, he can kind of be a little bit more freer with his, you know, yeah, or maybe not, not be as scared of, of using his abilities as he was in this first season. Yeah. But I, I definitely think that that second season is going to be you know Martian invasion, the White Martians. Mm-hmm. Have to, which, I mean, they totally set that up for a future storyline. Oh, they have yeah. to. I mean, you got all the stuff with Maxwell. You have a lot of stuff already front-loaded to go for a season two here. Um, I, I just hope they get it, you know. I gave it a B. Yeah, because I, I, there were real joyful moments, and it was nice seeing James finally, you know, be the, the initiator and kiss her and not be, you know, like a drone right after. And mm-hmm. but, but, but for everything Daryl said, it took me out of it. All those questions that I was, you know, like, come on, what are you doing? I, I don't even know what's possible and what isn't with these characters because it seems to change. So nothing's consistent as far as their power yeah. use is concerned. And- I did enjoy seeing, um, see, finally them giving John, you know, like the ability to just go in and rip things apart. Cause that's yes. true. 
Come on. Even though when she did rip it apart, it was like glitter or some shit. <laughs> sure <was. laughs> Glitter. Like a pinata. I'm well, like, whoa, you've been a pinata this whole time? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Sorry. Well, the, no wonder Nam liked her so much. <laughs> right? You, know, <laughs> you hit her and you get stuff. Me, she's a party. <laughs> For me in these genre shows, superhero, science fiction, what have you, you know, there can be a moment where I have to go, oh, I got to look past that or I make up some sort of explanation that, you know, keeps me from disliking the episode and whatnot. That can happen once, maybe twice in an episode, but there were many of those moments in this episode, and despite that, I really did like it. I just had to look past so much, and so much that's just kind of not explainable. But at the same time, some very, very cool scenes, you know, and everything like Jerry said about the Martian Manhunter, and, you know, that was awesome with Indigo, just rip. Anyway... I have to go with a, a B minus, and I mean the thing that saved it from being a C, in in my opinion, was you know the moments at the end, as far as you know now they are giving Kara room to grow outside of being under Cat Shadow. So let's move on to Lucifer, episode twelve, season one. Hashtag Team Lucifer. Yeah, that that Malcolm is sleazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what? This is getting better, and I think we keep saying every episode we say it keeps getting better is because it's more about Lucifer. Right. Exactly. I, mean, I really enjoyed this one. The, yeah. The, um, the the you know the, everything is kind of centered around when when the story seems centered around him, it seems a lot better. This episode starts at a Satanist uh, sacrifice, which turns out to just be like a foreplay for a freaky couple, until it turns into a real murder. Chloe you know, calls, uh, Lucifer says, you've been dodging me for weeks, we need you on this case. And he goes, why? And she brings him down and shows him that on the back, says, hail Lucifer, carved into the woman's body. They go to the victim's parents' house. Parents had no idea their daughter was in any of this. Of course not. There's like a whole giant goth wonderland up in the attic. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. it, looks, it looks like a, like a, uh, like Sweeney Todd or something up there. It's just like, but no, you never noticed any of this weirdness about your daughter. You never went up to her room ever. They notice some body mods under her skin that say children of the goat. And Lucifer makes that running joke about, you know, why do they always associate me with goats, you know? Right. We found out, you know, Amandiel, that was his doing. Um, Amandiel corners Malcolm, the sleazy cop, and Malcolm's like, dude, you can't do anything to me. Not only that, I got this get out of hell free card. And that's when Malcolm is like, hey, so, hashtag Team Lucifer. Um, Lucifer and Chloe show up, and the Satanists are having a memorial service. Uh, Lucifer hates it so much to the point where he walks into the middle of it, and and it's like it's almost like a Life of Brian moment, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like standing there, and he's like, "I hate this. You you're doing this all in my name. This is stupid. Stop it. Use your free will." And then someone in the crowd is like, "Free will, yeah, free will." And everybody's like, "Ooh, you know." It's like, "No, that's exactly what I'm talking about." <laughs> yeah. Right. Stop doing that. It was, it was, like I said, very life of Brian. It was funny. Um, the one guy who, who's the leader of the Satanist church kind of walks out in the middle of it. And uh, Lucifer and Chloe follow him back. And they find that a knife is missing from the place. And that was the knife that carved into the victim. Uh, they also find the name of a guy named Corazon. They follow it to that guy's house. And that guy's house looks like a set, like another movie set from like Manhunter or something. He's strung up. 
on this giant like uh, pentagram cro- uh, cross, and these boxes uh, are written written Morning Star all across in you know in blood or red paint or whatever, and it's just this giant uh, you know tableau of death. <laughs> I guess. Uh, meanwhile, the way Morning Star was painted on that though. The you had to be at a certain angle. That was kind of a cool touch. Yeah, it was like Arkham Asylum. Uh, the video yeah. game, That's like cool. you had to stand in a certain certain spot of the asylum to see the Riddler mark. You know, uh, they find a cufflink that uh, looks like an M for Morningstar, but then it also ties to like it could be a W for this that crazy preacher guy from earlier in the season who Lucifer showed his true face to and is now become a crazy street preacher against Lucifer. Malcolm follows Lucifer back to Lux and admits that uh, he is the killer. He murdered the boy. He murdered the girl. He framed the Reverend, and he thought Lucifer would love it. He's like become like mm-hmm. a Lucifer fanboy, and this guy is like really playing the sleazy, psychotic guy. Well, it, oh. it really gets into what people the the preconception that people have of, of Satan. When you hear Luc- you hear devil, you hear yeah. Satan, you think, right. oh, he likes to kill. You know, everything that's right. evil, like he it's kills all the, people. All the propaganda about yeah. this is what Satanists do, mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. Like and, I'm evil. Like I yeah. any any evil thing someone does, whether murdering any innocence, yeah. pe- any you know any innocence or or yeah, you know devil. hurting and everything. <laughs> it, it's because this is what. Satan does, and and that's and, a, there's a strong precedence for rich, privileged people using Satan worshippers as an excuse to just have crazy orgies and stuff. Right. There's a big precedence because white people are freaky. No. <laughs> 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 and uh, then, then when you have the revelation from Lucifer when he says. I wasn't a devil first. I I was an angel at one time. Mm-hmm. Like it's not because, you know, I wasn't cast out because I was evil per se. I cast out because I had a difference of opinion. Right, no. and and also he looks at it this way: he is not the perpetuate of evil. He's not evil incarnate. He is the punisher of evil. His whole purpose in his right. mind is to punish evil, not right. be evil. But as everybody knows, if you don't have something feeding your purpose, then you feel useless. Well, so he needs sinners and he needs those souls to come to hell or needs those souls to punish because that's his purpose. But he's about vengeance for evil, not the source. Yeah, of evil. He's, he's about vengeance. Right. At least in the original yeah. story and in this interpretation. Yeah. Like what pisses him, pisses him off is liars and, you know, and. Right. People that you cheaters like he's like he doesn't matter if you if you you have a lot of sex and stuff. But no, hedonism why would is you fine. Lie? But right, hedonism is fine. But let's yeah. not play like you're the ultimate church going philanthropist. You know, twenty four seven when you're right. doing anything but and not telling people. Be honest. He, he hates about hypocrisy. It. Yeah, and he hates hypocrisy. And he kind of calls out. I think in a way they hint to like he kind of calls out the other angels on that too, and his father. Like well, he, he calls out Emmanuel on, on this episode when they fight. Mm-hmm. You know, he's you yeah, know, the, kind of the hypocrisy of heaven. How okay. different are you from me now? Right, you, you're doing what I. You, you just about are all everything you you've done is more than what I've done. You, you, the lying, I'm, the manipulating. I'm tired of his character anyway. I really am. I, who, I can whose see character? him. Amanda Dill. I mean, yeah. okay. I could see him being the one to turn evil. 
Um, speaking of Amenadiel, uh, him and Maze have been carrying on, and Maze uh, attempts to kill him mm-hmm. while he's sleeping, but he's, he stops her and you know lets her get away. Right. And he ends up showing up at Lucifer's place, and Malcolm kind of slips behind, you know, as him and Lucifer are talking, you know, he kind of loses interest in Malcolm. He's about to, like, bring him to hell, pretty much. Um, but him and Amendiel start to fight. And this is where, like I was saying, you know, he's kind of calling out the hypocrisy of him and his his dear old dad, as he refers to him or whatever in this right. scene. I, I have it in my notes anyway. Um, and there's a huge fight. And uh, he, uh, Amendiel is, like, more, I think he's more hurt to, to, uh, than, like, you know, mad. You know what I mean? What Maze did to him? Or they allowed yeah. Maze to do that to him? I think she changed her mind, though. I think she yeah. went, she stopped herself from killing him. I think she was going to not do it. Because yeah. Lucifer didn't even want her to do it. He didn't even say to, for her to do it. No, that was like on her own initiative. Yeah. And uh, Lucifer thinks that Amenadiel has turned Chloe against him and is going to try to weaponize her because that was, you know, makes him vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Maze appears and she says, look, you know, I'm the one being taken advantage of by both of you. And they stop fighting. Chloe shows up at Lux to talk to Lucifer, and he is like kind of reminiscing and regretting his decision to leave hell. And they round a corner, and there's the Reverend that was framed for the murder, shot dead. And Chloe pulls a gun on Lucifer and arrests him. Oops. Which I don't know. I don't understand. What the heck? That's not me. <laughs> it's haunted. <laughs> Something's haunted. <laughs> My God, do you live in Amityville? No. You want an inch burial ground? What happened? Oh, no, that was like a super high-powered motorcycle driving by. Okay, I thought thought it was the spirits because we were talking about Lucifer. See, I love this interpretation of Lucifer because much like the Bible, it doesn't portray him as some crazy supernatural force, just this guy who had a difference of opinion and thinks, you know, us meat puppets should be thinking for ourselves rather than just taking laws and... Following rules. It's a very Mil- uh, Miltonian look. Like, if you're Red Paradise Lost, yes. like, as far Love as like, the whole thing about it, better to, yep. yeah, better yep. to, to rule in, in uh, hell than serve in heaven type situation, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's like a, it's like more of a, but um, that's what I really like. But I think the thing I like the most about the show is that it actually it gets the flavor of the Lucifer character from the comic very well. Indeed. Mm-hmm. You know, multi-dimensional character, a very, a very interesting literary take on the character, very literal as well. Um, you know, as be, you know, as far as like him being the first, you know, first among the angels and all this other stuff. So, and I, I think, like we said at the beginning, the show has really improved because it's been focusing on him, his story, his circle of characters, and this is kind of they left on kind of a cliffhanger here, leading into the uh, season finale. But Lucifer was renewed for a second season, so. Right. Right, yes. So we'll be able to see the story kind of spin out and continue. Uh, I give this a solid B. This was a solid episode. Um, I like that they were able to take a character that just kind of dismissed as a sleaze ball and kind of turn him into like this kind of crazy kind of um, seedy threat, you know, yeah. in Malcolm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This episode was really was pretty good. So like I said, I give it a B. Yeah, it continues to do. I, I I'll give it a, a. I don't know if I can get this a B yet. I, I'll give it a C plus, as a, as opposed to the C minuses and lo, and lower that it was getting from me before. But because they this set up a lot of his philosophy, like you yes. got a lot more of what 
how what Lucifer's true philosophy is and and what uh, his conflict is. Like he's kind of really is a a, a son who um, feels misunderstood by his father. Right. And right. He's been ostracized by his family, kind of, because the angels are his family. I mean, he was an angel, and when he said it, it was. He said it in such a hurt, like he was so hurt when he said it. Like yeah. I, I didn't start out as a as as, as Satan, like as Lucifer. I I was an angel, you know. Like so, when he to, to be cast out like that, it really it really hurt him. So um, that goes to the acting. I mean, he really he really pulled that off. So I think it really sets up a lot of what we're going to, you know, what the difference is between what Lucifer really is and what he's been portrayed as being. I, I, I have a question for you. Um, do you think that she is part angel? She's part something. She's supernatural in origin. She's part something. There's mm. no other way she would weaken him like that. Right. There, there's something. But you, I, I was thinking, yeah, she's a, a Nephilim or a Seraphim or something like that. Gotta yeah. be, because they even yes. made a note to say that only an angel can hurt an angel. Right. Uh, That's right. That's so even think of that. Yeah, to even put that out there like that, it has to be. You know, and seeing her mom, maybe she's part demon. I mean, demons are angels. So maybe she's part fallen angel. Mm, Maybe. We don't know. Well, I'll say I have to agree with Jim uh, B on this one. And, I mean, this is the first episode where I enjoyed it from beginning to end. There are actual moments that put questions in my mind that makes me want to see the next episode. This is the first episode of the season where I have actually come out, you know, ready for the next episode. Cool. And I just, I just heard Dr. Dre in my head when you said the next episode. Hold hmm. up. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so just chill. <laughs> Hey, so, hey. so just chill to the next episode. Which is which is Gotham. All right. Hey, well. hey Lucifer, go Satan six six six. Okay. That's right. So one, Hashtag two, Team Lucifer. No, I just I oh. love that concept. I studied that so extensively in my short career as you know, getting my useless English English degree. I just. I love oh, that. Oh, you love one of those too. UED. You know, we discussed right. it again. Yeah. Have you forgotten no, already? One of them. Oh, I haven't forgotten already. I just like to mention. <laughs> right? It's four no, years. I... It's like four and a half years of my life. So I like to bring it up every time I get a chance. Exactly. Yeah. I just, to me, that's, I mean, they, what is more important to an English major or to a philosopher or to any student of knowledge than the ability of free will, than the, the mm. right of free will? Right. So, in theory or metaphorically, since I'm agnostic, I, I really dig the concept of Satan and what he represents. Not the crazy rich folk, you know, playing around or whatever. <laughs> well, I, I, know, I don't I, know. I'm a little jealous because I would have much rather studied that than <laughs> marketing and oh, business. If if you haven't read Neil Gaiman's Sandman, you should because that's probably the, this is where the Lucifer from this show originally came from. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, the the Joe uh, the Joe Carey um, Lucifer series from Vertigo. Oh yeah, but um, but this I mean, goes to a lot of misinterpretation. How how man misinterprets what they right. say that they believe in. Like a lot of I, the show underlining thing in the show is that a lot of that. Like you know, like it's funny. You know, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say it's funny too that that his uh, plot line in the Sandman comic was that he had left hell. And mm-hmm. that he had opened a nightclub with Maze, 
and yeah. that he wasn't going back. And they were trying to like they sent um like angels to tell, to get him to go back, and they ended up becoming like international cocaine dealers. Really? And like, yeah, they're like all this. I don't know. I have really... to read that now. I yeah. I only know the character from Sandman. I never read the uh, standalone Lucifer. Yeah, the um, I've only read some of it. But yeah, the my the, the my Carrie, uh, uh, Vertigo series after it is really good. I, I got all the trades from um, our library. They have them there mm-hmm. actually. So, but like I said, a very Miltonian take, very much you know a literal from the Bible take you know of the right. story. So anywho, on to Gotham, Wrath of the Villains: Colin Pinewood. <laughs> what? No, no wood jokes there, Chubb. No wood. Come on, I just I, I pitched you softball there, pal. I know what happened. You must be long or something. Uh, no. High. Anyway. <laughs> I want to start off this episode with the way they started off with one of my favorite scenes of this whole episode was Barbara and Gordon at <laughs> the oh. reunion. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. That first Honey, I'm home. Hi, Jim. I'm sane now. How are you doing? Every time one of these ex Arkham when people declare I'm sane, it just makes me think of Danny DeVito and Always Sunny with his little I'm sane certificate he'd always show. It's funny because they the, before that they show basically Gordon a montage of Gordon beating guys up. Yeah, yeah that was fun. Like and with music in the background, like just uh-huh. going from place to place beating dudes up, and then he's at his like run, run down apartment. And here comes Barbara. Hi, hi Jim. How you been? You know. Hi everybody. And then uh, she kind of sees that, that he's working on the Wayne murder case by looking at a file on his desk. And Barbara's just like, or, or Gordon's just like, you know, get out of here. You're crazy. Please go away. And as she leaves, Bullock is coming up with a pizza. <laughs> and that, Barbara's that... like, hey, hi Harv, and walks by. <laughs> well, he'll 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 explain it to you. <laughs> Yeah, in that little face. Um, Harvey's like, "Is that? Is that?" And Gordon's like, "Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was hilarious." Uh, they figure out that uh, the the matches Malone's contractor was this um, uh, uh, killer called the Lady. Now she was the same contractor that um, um, Galavan's sister called because uh, it's uh, the second or third time we've seen this character now. Um, who hires you know killers? Because remember when they were they sent the assassins after um, Bruce and Selena? Yep. Yeah. She was the one who sent them. So this character, you know, it's a recurring character we've seen before uh, in Gotham. Um, Gordon punches his way through guys <laughs> to find out that she hangs out at a place called Artemis, but it's a lady criminals only club. And guess she's the only one willing to help him out here. Hot Barbara. Uh... Barbara. Yeah. Hot Barbara. Babs. Bab walks box in and kind of bonds with the lady. She's like, You might know me. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of a thing. You know? Kind of a big deal. Kind of a big deal. You know, she tries she's you know, she you know, kind of bonds with the lady, tricks her into believing that she's willing to give Gordon up. Uh, they tie him up and Barbara plays formerly crazy violent angle to give as much information about She was community. a little too convincing. Oh, it was it was yeah. <laughs> That's what makes her so great. Um, they they find out that the uh, the guy who hired her is a nickname, the philosopher. That's kind of nice. 
Yeah, you know, Barb, Barb thinks she's done enough to earn his forgiveness, but Jim's like, ah, yeah, I don't think so. And, you know, she says, you know, when she woke up from her coma, she wants to be a human being again, not a monster. She gives this whole speech. And then uh, Gordon just tells her, look, if you want to be a better person, that's your choice. But you can't be that for her. You know, he can't, he cannot be that for her. You know what I mean? Right. He's not going to forgive her for trying to kill Lee. Who does Barbara look to for comfort here? Tabitha Galifan. Tabitha loves her. Because she's a psycho. Uh, totally. Yeah, they they were quite the pair there for a while. Yeah. Um, my thing is, if she really wanted to go straight, why would, after the whole thing with Gordon fell apart, why would she go immediately to her? It just goes to I show got that she's else full of to go. Yeah, but I think it just goes to show she was full of it. She is not oh, come sorry on. or anything. They're yeah. going to keep her in the nope. story now. They finally made her an interesting character. This is the way to do it, you know. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just, I don't know. Uh, Bruce and Alfred have done some investigating their own. And they find this name of this woman named Karen Jennings. They go out to, to talk to her, and uh, she was part of a bunch of experiments in a place called Pinewood. Evidently, Wayne Enterprises um, has their genetic and bio-experimentations under these really generic names, like Pinewood <laughs> or... We gotta keep it vague. I mean, if you're doing experimental genetic, come on. No. But um, but she makes a point of that actually, and then uh, they took Karen out of Blackgate Prison, where she you know got railroaded for a murder that was actually self-defense, and told her if she'd ex- gotten these experiments, that they might help her grow her arm back. Uh, and instead, it looks like kind of a lizard chicken claw. What the crap? Yeah. Situation. She's Lady Hawk. But only that, but in the hand. She's the chicken hawk. No, she's Lady Hawk. She's Lady Chicken. Yes. She's the chicken lady from the kids in the hall, but only that on that sense. hand. <laughs> only on the one hand. You gotta start somewhere. She she escaped uh-huh. before they could do the rest of her. Yeah, it turns out though that, that Karen knew uh, Bruce's dad real well, and Bruce tried to do uh, Bruce's dad tried to do right by her, but he never knew what was going on in Pinewood until after it was too late, and he shut it down. And he put the patients who survived in hiding, like her. He tried to make it right. Uh, but he had nothing to do with it initially. And uh, that might be what ended up getting him killed. Unfortunately, Dr. Hugo Strange uh, is, is on the, uh, the situation and does not want Karen to survive uh, any longer than, than necessary to keep him from being implicated somehow in Pinewood. So he sends, uh, as he says, on a field trip... <laughs> Uh, Victor Freeze, in uh, full Mr. Freeze rega- new Mr. Freeze regalia, which I really liked. I yeah, I thought it looked a cool. really good job. I it looked really cool. It didn't have the big bubble dome head or nothing like that, but still had kind of that look from the classic. You know, really good. I thought I really liked it. Uh, the, he goes on a field trip, and they're they um they they're taking Karen in. He intercepts the van, and ends up freezing her and shattering her on the spot. Um, Gordon and, and, uh, and Bruce barely get away with their lives. But not, and they all kind of uh, reconvene at Wayne Manor, and they find out that the philosopher is indeed Hugo Strange himself. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Bruce takes it pretty hard that, that Karen gets killed. Flashback to Hugo Strange at Arkham, and he's working on patient 44. <laughs> Yay. So that means there had already been like what forty three that he is totally messed up. 
Yep. Uh, but patient 44, along with Victor Freeze's serum, it seems to uh, be doing just fine. In fact, he's so fine, he breaks out of his restraints and beats the hell out of everybody in the operating room, all the guards and all the inmates, and Dr. Strange. Uh, Dr. Hugo Strange uh, just stands there and watches, actually. And lo and behold, it's our friend Theo Gallivan. Starts talking about some angel named Azrael. Mm. Very interesting. Love it. Seriously, that's exciting. Yeah, that's pretty cool that, that this is the origin of the Azrael in this. So they're going to do like the whole Court of Owls and everything? I, I don't mean, know, but they, I mean, they already so have... so exciting. I mean, they've supposedly been around since, what, Gotham's Gotham's inception, so... Yeah. Well, it's two different things we're doing. Like, Azrael's story is solely separate from the... Oh, I mean, in the, in the comics, I mean, it's, right. it, these are two different organizations, like yeah. religious organizations, the, the Court of Owls and the uh, the St. Dumas, the... the uh, is it Dumas or Dumas? Order. It's yeah, the Dumas. order of Saint Dumas. Dumas. So we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping. I would love to see it because if we're so getting um, a costume vigilante, even yeah. if he's evil, I'm, I'm thinking it would be something if this inspired Bruce to kind of, like I said before, I kind of get the feeling that Bruce is going to wind up being a a mass vigilante early. Like a like a Robin yeah. type character before okay. they get into before he even becomes Batman. I'd like that. Still exciting. I, I like. I was a big naysayer on. Oh, do we have to have a different uh, Batman villain every single episode? But if they're gonna bring in the early Gotham history like they've been doing, that's exciting. Because everything's been jump started. If, if yeah, you notice, like sure. everything's been a lot earlier. Like Bruce has been. He's been on. He already went on the street and learned, you know, from criminals. He's already, you know, training to fight. He's, you know, they they already learned about who is responsible for his parents being murdered. Right. You know, like all this stuff seems to be uh, fast forwarded a little bit, and and all these villains are all here, and um, and in, in a way, the villains are are molding what Bruce is going to be. Instead of Bruce being, you know, being the one to kind of make the criminals right. come out of the woodwork, right. so it's an interesting dynamic how it, how it's changed. You know, I like it. I like, uh, you know, I like what they're doing. I like that. I don't know where it's gonna go. Every right. week. Like, there's, you know, we've known this. The exactly. Batman story is not a new one. We we know it inside right. and out in all these other forms. So it's what's fun to watch Gotham is that there's no sitting around saying, okay, let's see how long it takes for this to happen, this to happen, and that. They've changed the order of so many things. We don't right. know what the heck is going to be. Yep. Like, it's, like a, it's like a really uh, well-thought-out Elseworlds. Yeah, it totally is. It really yeah. is, because it's totally definitely... Agree. It's its own timeline, and it's its own story, and it has as little or as much to do with regular Batman continuity as you want it to, really. And this is Azrael, meaning this evil version of Azrael could set the tone for the next Azrael. Because that's the thing with him is it passes down. From, it's a mantle, right. The yep. mantle passes from person to person. So what if that, you know, after this is all said and done, you know, what if this sets off the the uh, the hero type of Azrael, the, the anti-hero, I would say. He'll be like the Punisher running around Gotham. Um killing people and doing, you know, killing villains, because that's basically what they do. 
Yeah, I thought this was a, a strong episode. I give this a B as well. I mean, it's a strong episode. I, 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 the stuff with Barbara was hilarious. Oh, loved it. Man. Um, the the whole you know conspiracy uh, behind Wayne Enterprises is starting mm-hmm. to unravel. Mm-hmm. I think they're really kind of pushing everything into place for the season finale, and uh, I like where it's going. So definitely give it to me. Hey, I love I love the way Barbara just does like over the top. No, I'm on your side, Jim. She's like June Cleaver, but deadly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like the glazed look in her eyes. Let it, me help just... by talking to the assassin for you. Come on, pal. That would be the perfect woman for you. I want to help in your I, work. I have to agree. I go, I go with an A for this episode as well. I mean, there was not any piece of this episode I disliked. It was right. good the whole way through. Yeah, and and I agree. The whole thing with Bruce, he's definitely going to become the bat early, or some kind of, you know, precursor to the bat. But definitely, that's where they're going with it. At least that's what it seems, and I hope that is the truth because Bruce has become very, very interesting in season two. As to where in season one, I could have taken him or leaving, you know. So, sweet. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the Flash. Wrong flash. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Here we go. You can't tell us what to sing. <laughs> I can tell Chub Toad not to sing. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Uh, the Flash Season 2, Episode 18, Versus Zoom. And it's, here we have another episode where Wells tells them exactly what they shouldn't do and what will happen if they do it. And they do it anyway. <laughs> And it turns mm-hmm. out exactly like you said. This is like the third time this has happened now or something, you know? Yep. Because Barry wants to figure out a way to open up the portals to Earth 2 and get Zoom. Now that he's faster with the Tachyon device. And this is, with him out like running and testing the Tachyon device, this is where the Supergirl episode happened. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I was like, oh, he was wearing that sit with the, the, the yeah, thing in well, his costume. I, yes, mm-hmm. yes. I was and like, goes, how long was the... I gone? He yeah. says, how long was right. I gone? And I thought that maybe we were going to get him saying a little bit more about, you know, because right when Wells says we're not going to open up another world or whatever, somebody said that, you know, I'm just thinking, okay, is this where he's going to say, I just went to another Earth and met this awesome Supergirl and blah, implied. blah, blah. It was implied. I thought it was fine. I, yeah, I you right. know, there was so much going on in this episode. It really didn't, you know, I didn't think it well, was like sidetracked. I mean, I understand what you're saying, you know, a little shout out it would have been fine. But uh, Barry wants to open it up, and we get um, background now on Hunter Zolomon, uh, the opening sequence here in The Flash. Um, much like, I mean, we see, you know, we see, I mean, Barry watched his mother get killed in front of him. Totally, yeah. And his father told him to run, you know, because his father didn't mm-hmm. do it. Here, Hunter Zolomon watches his mother get killed, right. but it's by his father. And his father, like, puts the helmet on him that ends up becoming the Flash helmet of Earth 2. And, it is uh, so, for the people that are, like, this is something where uh, the comic fan in me, it, it, it won't mean anything to people that don't know the character at all. But to the comic fan in me, it, it kind of made me go, oh, man. Because that whole thing with the with the helmet and the the way right. that Barry, I mean um, Jay, comes about, like it's such a it's such a legacy character. Jay was was someone who inspired um, Barry growing up because of the comics he read uh, of him and his adventures. 
and to kind of make it that all of that is a lie. Um, and this version, you know, Jay watched his father murder his mother and he wore that army helmet and that's kind of why he used it. It just was kind of, oh man, that's, that's kind of sad. I just wish there's a, I just hope there's another version, a real version of Jay right, out right. there. Well, he says that, that he, 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 I got I was going to say in this episode, he said he created Jay Garrick. Yeah. Because he's, I wonder, I mean, he's actually Hunter Zolomon. Right. Uh, Jay, I mean, remember there's a scene where they're like asking him questions and mm-hmm, stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to that soon because that part, the part of the episode that really bothered me was right around there. But um, he yeah. goes out there and he's like, why did you pretend to be the Flash and everything? He's like, to give people hopes. I could take it away from them again or whatever. And, it was uh, so matter of fact, though. There didn't yeah. any real yeah. jeopardy. It was, it was, it reminds me a lot of like in the Bible where Satan, where God, or where Satan comes up to heaven because apparently that's allowed in the Bible and, mm-hmm. you know, just talks about human beings with God and that's when they do the Job conversation. And I'm like, so he can just like walk up in your lab, just have a chill conversation <laughs> with you and you're, you're just going to 20 questions in him. Yeah, that's that cool. really bothered me about this episode. God. Seriously, yes, I agree. They, um, they, you know, Wells is like, it's a bad idea. Don't, don't do it, or else, you know, Zoom could get here and hurt the ones you love, or whatever. And uh, Barry's like, well, I'm going to do it anyway, you know, because Barry's Barry, right? Yeah. So they, they hem and haw, and they realize that the way they're going to open up to Earth Two is through Cisco becoming, uh, or not becoming Reverb, but kind of getting more in touch with those powers that Reverb had that they saw his version, or you know, his Earth Two doppelganger have. And Cisco. As he puts it, you know, what if he's like Anakin Skywalker? What is this? Is how he becomes Darth Vader? You know, I mean, Reverb was not a cool dude. You know, was not yeah. a nice guy. I love uh, that conversation. Yeah, that was hilarious. That was so good, especially because you know it was so it was so funny. They put it in those terms. Yeah, we knew exactly what he was talking about. You know, he, he really you know explained it well using that that, uh, yeah. that metaphor. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, you know, Barry gives him a pep talk, tells him, look, you know, you're not going to end up like Reaver because you have friends, you have me, you know, we will, we will get through all this together. And they go do a test run, and after Joe asks him to help to keep his, you know, Barry safe or whatever, Wells decides to help along with the effort, you know, to try to keep, at least keep Barry alive during his encounter with Zoom. All right. So they uh, they do a test run and, and Cisco like kind of opens a portal and is able to with the funky sunglasses <laughs> uh, manipulate the you know the vibrations or whatever and that alerts Zoom Zoom is like on it immediately he's like but so, and he's also in the orphanage he grew up in that's right. where that that place is up on the cliff yeah because um, he he runs to that uh, the hospital room there on Earth too and it's it's from that orphanage that we see at the opening. Um, he's staying there and he sees the, the portal kind of opening. He's like, come on, Cisco, you can do it. And it's then, almost like he figured out, like he, he, he manipulated everything and knew everything was going to happen the way it happened. It almost seems that way, the way he talks about it later too. Yeah. They, they knew it would all happen the way it would play out that way. Um, the, the, uh, um, Back on Earth One, they figure out that you know Zoom is Hunter Zolomon, and Wells fills him in on who the hell Hunter Zolomon is on Earth right. Two. Mm-hmm. That he was an, you know, a serial killer, and they didn't really have too many serial killers on Earth Two, so it was kind of a huge deal. And that he was being given shock uh, therapy treatment when the carrier, when the uh, accelerator wave hit, and that's how he got connected to the Speed Force. That's how he got 
um, super speed. So, you know, we kind of see the origin story of Hunter Zolomon. And then Barry's like, I know how we can use this against him. So they open the portal. Zoom comes through. Uh, Joe and Iris, like all, all the main cast are like all hiding in the time room with big guns. <laughs> waiting. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty funny. Uh-huh. Uh, Barry's like, you know, catch me if you can. If you want my speed, come and get it. And they have a, a, a race. That was cool. That was cool because it was cool to see Barry actually run faster than Zoom. Yep. And then uh, they get back to Star Labs and he kind of runs them through this maze and they have pictures of his parents there. Right. And that kind of stops Hunter's element for a second and slows him down and Barry's able to take advantage of that and kind of hit him, you know, a few times. That's, that's pretty cold-blooded. It's cold as hell since he knows the feeling of watching your one of your parents die. And... Exactly. That's Ooh. what I was thinking too. I'm like, she got dark. I was like, whoa. Very. But he wow. learned. He, what was smart? Well, yeah. What I liked about it was that he learned about, like, he he figured out because if he fought so many enemies that have used, especially uh, uh, Reverse Flash and stuff, how they used his history, his, right. um, to, against him, and it threw him off his game every time. And now it's like uh, to learn from that experience and and to be a monster. You know, and do it too. Like you can pause him. You can you can hurt him, Gosh. or at least throw him off the game. Throw him off his game enough that you could capture him. I mean, go for it. Do it if you got to. It did work, but I mean, here's, right. Here's the thing. Here's the, here's what bothered <laughs> me about this, and what made me literally scream at the or not scream, but you know, like talk to the TV. Okay, mm-hmm. you're gonna be cold blooded enough to whip out photos of his parents, right? To slow his ass down and totally. to stop him. You're right. going to use that thing on his leg to stop him. Mm-hmm. And then talk to him for 10 minutes? Yeah. Why did yeah. You I'm like, take him out. Somebody hit him. Right. Somebody knock him out. Yeah. EMP him. Something. And why it's use one You got him pinned down in one place. Somebody right. at least punch him in the face. Dude, I'm something. shooting him. Like, they should be having the guns ready to shoot him. Yeah, they should have went ahead and shot him. And then throw him in that. He should have been captured, shot, and thrown into that. Fast forward, Barry grabbing him and running him into one of those jail cells. Or even shut that door. Or or have have, uh, Cisco open a portal again. Mm-hmm. And throw him into like the the space between the worlds where he can't harm anybody. Well, or, I can see them not doing that because Cisco don't got the hang of it yet. So. Right, but well, chain him like you said, chain, but chain him, something. Just, chain yeah. him down, hold uh, hold him in something so he's not going to get away. Punch his ass, do something. Don't well, his body's out, breaking down. Him. So if they yeah. just hold him, if they throw him in one of those, you know, one of those uh, prisons and yes, just hold him, cells, yes. just wait. Just wait for his exactly. body to break down. He loses exactly. his speed. Do it. Yep. Like he, Do it. he doesn't keep that speed when he when he does right. that. So that drove me nuts. I'm like, yeah. why are these writers you, not having these conversations? You're going to stand there and talk to him for 10 minutes? You're going to give him time to work his way out of your trap? Are you serious? Once that again, that James a... Bond syndrome. You have yeah. to tell your master plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And he's, he's, like, he's like, explain to me why you're evil. I'm like, no, just take no. that out. You do that from the cage. You do that when they're when they're fully, you know, caged up and and yeah. secure. Then you can have a conversation about why he's evil. But exactly. you, no, I'm not talking to you while no. you still are out there. Put him down the things. Yeah, put him in the pipeline. Man. And then the other thing that bothered me too, kind of was. You you learned enough to know to do this to manipulate him, right? Why wouldn't you realize that because he knows your identities, 
shouldn't you worry about getting people that you know to safety first? You know, like, why would you, just in case you don't catch him, you, you don't you think he already threatened to go after the people that you love, right? So why right. wouldn't you put them in protective custody somewhere or hide them somewhere? That's a great question. Like, why wouldn't you think about that? Because it should be in their mind because he right. said, he, he, you know, like Wells has already said how you much. Use um, who you care about against you. Yeah. And he already exactly said, I, he said that's why he wanted to find Jesse so bad because he's scared if he gets through the portal, he's going to go after right. her to get at him. So wouldn't your first thought would be, yeah, we need to get my son who doesn't know anything about this stuff and is not prepared. Right. You need to get him to somewhere safe first. Find a area in time where you can have an orphanage and keep people safe. Oh wait. Not Sorry. Not that, crossing not that, not crossing that. shows. Crossing just just shows. put him somewhere else. Just, just <laughs> along with Cisco's parents and, and, and Caitlin, they don't never show she has anybody, so I don't oh, know yeah. what her family situation is. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just something like that. Like they seem prepared in one sense and then unprepared. Yeah. And the other side. I don't know why they just didn't. And, and later with the exchange with Wally, why didn't they just take. And they got Wally back. Take him out then. Take him you out. Know, there were so many yeah. ways they could have, like, tricked him or, you know, not given him the speed for it. You know what I mean? It was the TV we have to pause because uh, we have to get to the finale. It's TV, so we have to get uh, to the finale. Yeah. We can't end the threat. Like, But they, with a little, a little extra better writing, they could have explained it. Like, they. What if they had it that they faked it like he passed out? Yeah, here's what you do. You have you do the scene the whole way it played out up to the point where Barry passes out on the treadmill or whatever. He goes, here, here's the speed force. And he injects it into himself, and it turns out to be the turtle force instead. That's what I was And he shoots it into himself. <laughs> <laughs> like he loses all of his speed. He's like, no, what's yeah. happening to me? And then it all slows down. And because it slows down, his body de- degeneration yeah. accelerates and he turns into a big pile of. You're dust. so right. Because I thought, wow, what if they do a little switcheroo? And he. Yep. It's almost like the Superman 2 thing where you, he pretends that he did the thing. Right. Lost right. the power. Right. Because all it is is lights. I mean, you can fake something up where it looks like lights are going out and. And the whole thing of the, you know, you prepare it. You, you trick him into thinking he's going to get his stuff. And you say, you, you even put it in front of him like, this is the speed force for you. And he grabs that sucker and he puts it in and boom. That's the the, the force that, that slows him down. Not only does it slow him down, it negates the speed force that's left in his body. Come on. True. It's easy peasy. Yeah, yeah that, that part... But I think this is going to force... I think they... Remember what I was saying that um, with the the comic? And they've been pulling quite a few stuff from the comic that it it becomes... What makes Barry unique is that the Speed Force picks him as opposed to to others. Like, I wonder if they're going to make it that um, with Barry not having his powers anymore, if he gets it back because he kind of forces the powers to come back like he opens up a the speed force comes to him like that's kind of how the comic with mark wade is is that uh he becomes the speed force like he he controls it like it's almost right it's a part of him like everybody else who gets the powers is by accident but he was meant to get the speed force he's kind of like the the champion of the speed force and and it picks him so i wonder if by taking this away 
uh, if we're going to get in a finale that he has to kind of do one of those Zen things where he, you know, just, you know, controls it and then pulls the speed force from Zoom. Right. That'd be cool. That would be cool. Or if it, it just spontaneously starts to regenerate into him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 See, they also talk about uh, how you know Barry's like, "Hey man, Caitlin was working on a cure to save you." Yeah, and Hendra's like, "But it was only temporary." And he needs the speed force to survive. And he doesn't care who he kills to get. And I kind of still like her, but shut up, Barry. Yeah, he is. He wants that. So I'm no good for her. I'm bad. I'm bad, but I like her. But I'm bad. I'm real bad. <laughs> it's so stupid, so. <laughs> I love it still, but it's just, but it just had that thing like, <laughs> what's that guy with the, it was almost like it was, they were reading Twitter question. What's oh, that wow. guy with the iron helmet? What, what's that about? It's like, oh, hashtag, and then they read that out, and then he's like, that was at the end. That. Yeah, that was at the end when uh, they do the exchange. Yeah. Um, uh, Zoom escapes from the leg brace and steals Wally and says he'll trade Wally for Barry's speed, and Barry, you know, has no choice but to give up his speed to him. But while they're doing this exchange, like you said, Daryl, it was like 20 questions with Zoom. You know, it's like, who's the man in the iron mask? And he goes, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. Which is such a cop-out. Because I'd probably yeah. believe him if he told me. Um, you know, Wally sees the man in the iron mask, too, because he holds him in his prison on Earth, too, while they're waiting. He's waiting for, you know, Barry to come to terms or whatever. Um... But yeah, there's like 20 questions with him. And they're yeah. like, you know, why did you become the Flash? He's reading Twitter questions, I'm telling you. He's so chill, though. <laughs> like, He's so calm. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of like some concerned looks on their face, but they don't look terrified. This is, I mean, this is not a moment to have some, like, brew some coffee and, you know, just hash it out. I mean. Because this is freaking Darth Vader right now. Hell. Get on Reddit. It's uh, Zoom. He's doing his AMA. <laughs> I'm answering all. I'm waiting for Kevin Smith to come walking in. God. And, and Seriously, with a mic and okay, yeah, it was just that lame. next episode. Question from the audience. <laughs> I think um, it's Jay though. I think it's the real Jay. Yeah, I think it's the real Jay too, and he will be the Jay Garrick we were supposed to have to begin. That's with. what I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I think. Because I mean, who else would he be siphoning, siphoning speed off of this whole time before? I'm Bert, saying it, it, yeah, before he saw Barry, he would need he would have needed another speedster to feed off of. Got to. So, right. gotta I'm be. thinking that's who it was. Gotta be. And Barry will be able to kickstart his speed again, and they'll be able to be. Uh, yeah. I, I like will be this right. episode, but I, I have a I have a lot of issues with it, and I I, I had to give it a C plus. You know, okay. I I want to give it. You got a, a few more things before we're at the end of the episode. Oh, oh done. I thought we were at the end. Sorry. Almost. No, slow your roll. Slow your roll. <laughs> Calm down. Pump the brakes, Jake. <laughs> Just cut that. After they have the uh, after they have the twenty question session with Zoom, they trade Wally for a speed force. The evening um, with the bear. Zolfin shoots it up right there, and he's like, "Thank you, Flash." And he grabs him and is about to choke him out. And Caitlin calls out to him and says, "If there's anything, anything left in you, this isn't a monster. Anything that was true, you know, and all this other stuff." Uh, he lets Barry go, and he takes Caitlin and leaves. Yeah. I think it's going to be that you remind me of my mother. Your kindness reminds me of my mother. Yeah, because something she says like is echoed by the flashback. Right. Um, yeah. the same thing. So, so. I think that that's what's going to happen. Okay. Now we are at the end of the episode, Chubtub. I know you're all into pre- premature stuff. 
You give it a C plus. Okay. I, I give it a C plus. <laughs> I, I have to say too is that whole scene with uh, Hunter Zaltman as a kid, his dad killing his the whole thing from I just man, that was hard to get through. It was disturbing. I don't know. It's it was, that was effective. That's what you yeah. want. You want to yeah. feel yeah. like you're in the story, but then you're taken yeah. out of it by this lame conversation that they have. Right. Exactly. But man, because it was so up. sick to be like, no, son, I'm not gonna beat you. I just want you to watch me kill your mother. Like, he was so calm about it. He was yeah. like, son, just sit here. Just what I want you have to see this. I want you to see this. And that's the scary stuff when they're calm. It is, like, right. Just, well, I want to know what they did, how they shot that with that kid actor. Because, man, he had the terror in his eyes. I sure mean, did. I don't know how they filmed that, but man, they really pulled it off, and it and was he just kept the gut wrenching. Oh yeah, so creepy. Seriously, it's super creepy. It's super creepy to do that. No, you know what? That was effective. Making him yeah. that kind, that level sociopath with that level powers. Oh. that was creepy. That was effective. That kept the Jeopardy level up. That kept me engaged. Totally but I just didn't need that crappy conversation. So yeah, C for me it too. Was, it was almost like they. They ran out of like they only have but so many episodes left, and they this was like a shortcut to get some of the info out. I don't like the expository method. I really don't. It's lazy storytelling. It's you know like Mark Twain said, I don't want to read on a page. You know the lady sung. I want to see her brought out on the stage, and you know I want. You know see what it. show? And I don't. I, I'm I'm gonna do a chub too and be premature and rush to the end, but. Legends, I think that's what bothers me about Legends so much is that they do. They're known for that. They're known for that. Lot. They should just have voiceovers. Are so lame. Seriously. Totally do. They totally do have so (laughs) much. I need Doogie Howser typing on a typewriter today in his. (laughs) And that hurts me. Yes. No, that's that's true. I gave gave it a C plus. I have to give it C plus. Actually, it was a B, more of a B, but after talking it out, I got to You had to write it down when you realized how disappointed you were right there. Because it it led up to so much good stuff when when they do with the Zoom, and then it goes down after that. It goes down so downhill. It's like, wah, wah, no whammies, no whammies. You had it. Like, you had it. (laughs) Okay. Well, on to Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, Season 1, Episode 12. And this was the episode with the Pilgrim. It's called Last Refuge. Did, uh, did this, re- this kind of, re- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, real quick, did did it not feel like Snark was us, the audience? So with as you read it, like Snark's responses to things, like it did feel like that. It was kind of meta that way. Yeah, he like, was kind of like us. Him, the everyman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yes, I agree. That's a good call. Yeah, it's very astute of you, especially considering your limited mental capacity. Hey, I got this. <laughs> See how smooth wow. I pulled that in there? Just oh, boom. Wow. Drop the insult hammer. I was, yeah, you look good in that dress for somebody that fast. Like, did you just <laughs> did one of those things? Like, yeah. It takes a lot of courage to dress like that and go out. Yeah. And for you. <laughs> go out in public and be seen. You know what? I'm just going to put my metal helmet on and just sit in the corner now. All right, Magnegro. Not say anything. So they're doing the whole Terminator thing. This uh, the next uh, um, nameless, faceless uh, time hunters, uh, bounty hunter on the list. 
after the last nameless and faceless guys that we killed last time <laughs> when they were in the old west <laughs> or the last nameless and faceless dude it turned out to be mick rory <laughs> yeah we just gotta keep throwing people in yeah we just keep doing it. this one's it's no big deal it's a pilgrim Ooh, and it's it's a very striking british woman who <laughs> i felt like i was watching doctor who i, I swear i did she kind of reminded me of uh, eva green from uh, uh, Penny. That too. Yeah. Ooh, very mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah. Kind of, kind of. Uh, she's going back in time to kill their younger selves in the legends so they can never become the time traveling romp that they have become. Question, though. If this whole show has been focused on not messing with the timeline and when you do certain things, the timeline. That was thrown hurt. out the window episode. How in the hell is it all right to totally kill these characters? We ask this well, every episode. We ask this every hold episode. On, hold on, there's actually <laughs> This time there's actually an answer. Because, my friend, if you do not remember, Rip Hunter grabbed this team because they were such losers they had no effect on the time stream. Oh, that's right. So it doesn't dozen, matter. It doesn't matter if you go back and get their younger selves or get his older selves when he got them. They're inconsequential to the timeline. That's why he picked them. But which is Remember, because they all are like, oh, we're going to be legends. And then mm-hmm. it turns out, no, these are the guys who are the least impact on the timeline. But they all affect, I mean, Arrow, and they affect Barry's life, and they, like, how can they have no Nobody's read any Bradbury in this timeline. Nobody ever. <laughs> well, I mean, the whole butterfly <laughs> effect. If, if stomping on a butterfly is going to cause an earthquake in China. Well, I'm just saying, I mean... A whole person disappearing from the time stream is, you know, just a little bit more than a butterfly. Yeah, but someone else would have become Captain Cold or someone else. You know what I mean? They just would have, what did you say? They said also that they're going by the time finds a way thing. Oh, that They'll figure a way to write itself or make right. the, the proper adjustments, exactly. which is a cop-out. So. Okay. It is. It's all, it's all cop-out, but still, you know. Yeah, you can't have cool. another Firestorm usher. <laughs> Maybe they'd have a firestorm Nick Cannon instead, you know. Oh no, but it would never be the Usher one though. It'd be Nick Cannon. I'm just throwing it out there. Someone else, you know. Uh, Some other firestorm. Okay. Firestorm Carrot Top. Oh. I don't know. Some other. It's a dark earth. Oh man, I don't want to go there. I don't want to live there. That'd be frightening. A lot of watermelons. Uh, First one they stop to uh, get is Young Mick. And they pick him up just as he accidentally set fire to the house that he let his family die in. Jim, I like fire. This is kind of where he went on the path, the dark path right here. It's this moment uh, in you time. Like to, you like to play with matches. You like to watch <laughs> the dance on your hands. <laughs> I need a helmet. Welcome, a welcome to Dooley to Dooley Heat Waves. Jerry. CTV podcast. Jerry is such a badass. I know. She'll kick your ass. Are y'all done? Anyway, Mick, Mick is nope, watching the house. Mick, Mick is watching the house on fire. <laughs> we didn't start the fire. There you go. But right there. It was always no, burning since the world He did start the fire. And besides, after my strep throat is gone, I won't be able to do that voice yeah, anymore. No. So. <laughs> I just wanted to get it recorded before it was gone. Okay. <laughs> So they save Mick and they get him out of there. And next they're off to Starling City, 2007. Not Star City. It's still Starling back there. And um, Sarah is getting uh, uh, handcuffed at the Starling City Police Department. And her father, her dad is there. Her dad has hair. 
It's like, yeah. oh, it's past. <laughs> Her dad has hair. Yep. He looked like he did on the Dresden Files. I was like, oh my god, Harry Dresden's in this episode. Totally did. So fun. <laughs> uh, future Sarah saves your younger Sarah. They fight the Pilgrim, and they bring young Sarah to hang out with young Mick. And Mick kind of tries to hit on her, and Sarah's like, no, you're not her type. <laughs> sure you want to leave? Leave your younger self with him. I don't know if we could trust him. <laughs> Man. All right, they saved two of the members, and uh, after that, they can no longer, they can't track the Pilgrim's movements. Right. Um, while they're figuring out what to do, uh, younger Sarah and Mick fight. You know, more, we get more of the Ray and Kendra. Ray uh, starts to get hurt, uh, starts to show up bruises, and uh, while he's getting, like, uh, killed by the pilgrim, he proposes to Kendra. Oh, Lord. And because Kendra thinks he's dying, she says yes. What the hell? I'm uh, like, why? why? It's it's so hard to feel anything for them when they have no chemistry still. None. Going on None whatsoever. You have enough going on in this episode. You don't need this, okay? I'm with Snark when he's like, Ray, I need you to just shut up. Yep. <laughs> Every time he says something, he just stares at him like, I'm so sick of you right now. And I feel time. that. And I feel that. I'm like, thank you, finally. Every time he says something, Ray is ready to punch him in the face. And that is how I am feeling right now. I didn't dislike Ray before, but this show really makes me not like it. The way he's so it. They decided to go kidnap themselves as newborns. Stop the pilgrim from destroying them. Uh, I don't know why they didn't think to like maybe get the parents or whatever. But Sarah and Kendra find baby Leonard Snart. Oh, a little baby. Then uh, while they're uh, Stein and Jax are getting little baby Jax, uh, Jax accidentally meets his his father. Yeah, yeah. We never got to know because he went off. Not Usher. He went out and got killed in in Mogadishu. Yeah. And his dad's like, wow, here's some serious moves on that last video, Usher. And... But these are my confession. Usher. Usher. His outfit was ridiculous. That they take all these uh, babies over to Rip's mom's house. Just hang Thanks. out with mama. Yeah. <laughs> hang out with Time Mom. <laughs> uh, Michael is Rip's real name. I think we knew that from the comics, though. Yeah, we knew that. Uh, yeah. He's named after his dad. Well, dad. say anything about, but otherwise. Uh, we get a scene with older Mick and younger Mick. <laughs> yeah. young, Mick young Mick, don't blame yourself, Mick. It was an accident. Well, he kind of did say, it's all your fault. It's all your yeah. fault. I didn't want my parents to die, but you like the fire, don't you? And then uh, Ray Kendra patch up the thing that she doesn't want to marry him, but then she does. Which I guess that's the way the end of the episode was uh, her taking his proposal and taking his ring. Uh, The Pilgrim contacts the ship and explains that she's going to go full Sarah Connor on everyone. Mm -hmm. And uh, and gather all the loved ones. Kill your mom in them. Yep, yep, and Lisa Smart, and Stein's wife. Your cousin. And Anna, who is Ray Palmer's uh, you know, girlfriend right. before she got, you know, dusted. Yeah. And Jax's father. And Jax's yeah. dad. Uh Pilgrim decides to meet in an abandoned Apple store. Of course. Um and they meet uh in in exchange for young Rip Hunter. I didn't see a genius bar anywhere. They took it out, I guess that's abandoned. 
Oh, yeah, uh, I believe it there. It was all painted white. So they decided to, they said, you know, she will uh, set everyone free in exchange for young Rip Hunter. Uh, so they say, okay, here comes sure. little Mikey. And he walks over, and as they do, put in a lot of slow commotion camera work here. Uh, each of the legends attacks at the same time. It's like time. a video game. Yeah, it was pretty sweet, though, like the digital shots from all these different angles, because the pilgrim is able to slow time and it's hard for the pilgrim to concentrate on all these at the same time especially when it turns out little michael hunter is stabbing her yeah. well that was <laughs> another one of those things where it was like why don't you all attack her in the first place and and then because she can only do she only has two hands so why don't you just all try to shoot her at the same time great question Oh. Just saying. I mean, you know. After after they take out her, uh, after they take out the pilgrim, kind of leave her in a pile of dust. Uh, older Mick offers younger Mick some advice, <laughs> and forgives him for what he did. And uh, the God. legends offer the the rest of the uh, loved ones <laughs> amnesia pills. So don't save it, Ray when he gets hurt in that prison. <laughs> So we don't have to get any more of those of time travel at all. <laughs> yeah, and, and Ray and Kendra make up like right outside where Ray's former fiance is resting. Right. <laughs> sure. He had more chemistry with that woman, and we don't even see them together. Seriously. You know, and the thing is, too, is if Ray and all these guys have no effect on the timeline one way or another because they're basically losers or just forgotten. I, if I were Ray, I'd want to use this technology of time jumping uh, to go back and save her because would it really affect the timeline? Right. But it's already a lot. But you know what? There's if how can Ray be one of the people that have no effect on the timeline when you already showed us in the future that he has a big effect on the timeline? Exactly. Right. So what in game are we really so expecting we, here? And that comes from them. And that comes from them telling us that he had a big effect. So you can't have it both ways. Do you get the feeling that the whole thing was, we want to do this, like, legions, like our own Justice League and everything else. Can we do that? Yeah, you can do it. Okay, here, 13 episodes. Um, Oh, shit. Uh, now we got to write this. That's, that's how I feel about it. Like, they had this great idea, but then yeah. they just don't know what to do and they had to explain how we're taking these characters out and we don't have to refer to them in flash or arrow right like yeah. i think this is a big a big part of this being a time you know like a time travel story is that they don't have to explain that but in doing so and having as many episodes as they have they're starting to go back on their own thing like if they don't have these effects if none of these things are like if you could pluck them out, like and that, and I wasn't even really thinking about it till it just popped in my head. From their episode, is that he had a major effect on the timeline? His exactly. technology was used in the future, so he does affect time. Yeah, or his brother does. Well, I think his brother is him. Yeah, I think so. Too. I, I think yeah, I think it's just him. That's his future. Exactly. He he just comes back and well, names himself. He 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 keeps you know he pretends to still be dead and just comes back as his brother. Yeah. Um, the uh, Stein says his wife doesn't recognize him, and it turns out that Rip, uh, Rip realizes they're running out of time. <laughs> Ironic. Uh, if they don't put the babies and younger cells back inside the right times and eras, they might be trapped in limbo forever. So for some reason, they decide to track down Savage, where he definitely is, 2166, the year of his ultimate power. 
so they can lose again? I guess. I don't know. But if this is a 13-episode season, the next episode is the finale. I'm kind of ready for it to come. And not oh because God. I want I'm to like, see what happens. Like my prayers have been I mean, answered. It's such a waste. Of, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give this episode a C. It, it totally gets a C- minus for me. And it, it's just it's such wasted potential. Yeah. It's what like really kills re- me about this show. It's like you mm-hmm. can do so much cool so stuff with much. this. And they've done almost none of it. No. <laughs> they, they, it's almost like they just run in circles. It's almost... And it's almost like they're scared to, like, be, I think because it wasn't planned out as well, they're scared to really use other characters from the DC universe because they're not sure how they want to really use them in other shows. Uh-huh. So they're trapped. It's like we can only use, like, it's easy to use um, Jonah Hex because he's all the way in the past. So he's not really going to affect anything that they're going to do in any other right. show. Like, I want so to see more that, Jonah Hex, but they're scared to use anything else. Like they're scared to use like a Blue Beetle, or they're not using Booster Gold, they're not, you know, they're not using any of the other characters that they could kind of. I just throw I get in the feeling here's that the Booster Gold's gonna come in next season somewhere. Here's the thing, man. Okay, when we first saw this, um, you know, the, the previews for this, okay, mm-hmm. we're like. Oh, they're good. wouldn't it be cool if they went to World War Two? Yeah, and and saw the Justice Society, or right. if they went to World War One and ran uh-huh. the Spy Smasher and Enemy Ace, or they went back in time to DC Western and they ran it down to Jonah Hex, but like Scott Hunter and Tomahawk and you know, right, and all these other characters, Batlash, you know, and they didn't do any of those things. None of it. Not one. None of it. D for damn. Why is this show such a waste? I, th- I, and I think it got caught up, and I think it went through Arrow Syndrome. And even the, I remember the preview reel they showed at San Diego Comic Con the first time they announced it was set in World War Two. Yeah, it was. And there has been no World War Two episode. Nope, we got none of it. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. what happened? Like I thought yeah. we would get some, you know, like some callback to the old, you know, even if they don't want to use the JSA heroes yet like the ones that we really really know like you know jay garrett and all of them because they might want to use them in in the other shows you could use some of the really obscure ones from oh yeah World why not about pull them out. you know they could have really had uh they really missed the opportunity they could have used the doom patrol in the 60s episode and i as, thought as, they as were co- as like covert heroes because they weren't yeah. like you know the big front right. newspaper heroes they were like doing stuff on on the down Right. You know, I mean, there's you could so use the things. challengers. You could have oh, used man. the challengers to that would so awesome. episodes. There's so many different things and ways they could have done, and just so much potential just kind mm-hmm. of thrown out. You know, and I don't know. I don't think that they were really prepared. I, I agree. I think the same deal, like which I was saying, I think the same deal that happened with Arrow, and Arrow's never recovered from it. Was everything Arrow was going to do? totally got changed because of how successful Flash was. And then they've been playing catch-up ever since, trying to put things in the show, and I don't think they really planned it out well enough. It seems like Flash is the only show that has a plan. Like, it has a has a full-season plan, and this is what we want to do. Yeah. And, and even sometimes right. with them, you kind of get that they're running out of episodes. And In fact, with Flash, it seems like they need more episodes to really tell other stuff that they want to tell in the story. So sometimes right. they have to fall back and kind of fast forward some things. 
but with Arrow and Legends, it feels like they don't have a really solid plan, and they're trying to to. It seems like there are so many episodes where they're just running in in place, and playing it by ear, like, "Oh, this is the episode where we'll try to do this and yeah, we'll introduce like, this person," but there's right. no real plan totally. in place. Yeah, totally, no island. Like the, the the island's not going anywhere. Basically, you're just telling this. You're just having him slowly get to that one point where he comes in contact with the totem that we're going to flash to in the present that they're going to have to deal with the totem that. Uh, blood uses but it like to use it to get to that it just feels like there's just nothing like you're really not doing anything we didn't need all that like you could instead you could have used vixen you could have had vixen working with them you could have dealt with that a little bit more you could have you could have put uh um uh constantine in it if you you know like dealing with magic a little bit more we could have had some episodes with that like you could have did arcs with those different characters interacting with arrow as right. opposed to having the we capture blood he gets away we capture he gets away you know like we get him uh oh he threatens somebody we love we have to let him go like it's just a constant back and forth of the same story going over and over and over again yeah. And then you get to the finale, and then we finally stop them for good. Like, that feels like they're going through the same thing with with Savage. It's like, they get Savage, they almost get him, and then they got to pull back. They Then all of a sudden they go and they get him again, and then they got to pull back. And it's a constant thing with that. Or the, or the, if they're not doing this, they capture Savage, and, they, and then they get him, and then they have to let him go. Then they're doing the, we get trapped in this time time frame and then we have to do something in order to get out of the timeline mm-hmm. and then we have to go back like and it's just it's 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 to the point where it's like you're it's you're so predictable wasting. it's yeah, passe so you're just done yeah. yeah i agree i don't know had high hope it, if it weren't for the podcast i probably would have stopped watching legends you know jim just did a mick he went hmm. Mm. Heard that he did it. No, I I would love to stop watching this. Pod. I'm excited for the last episode. I can't even tell you. Oh, yeah. I'm just ready. Like, and I'm. It's something that I never expected to want more Gotham. Like to look forward to watching <laughs> right? episodes of Gotham each day because it didn't oh yeah, start out strong. Yeah. It, first season didn't start out that strong. Yeah. It's just something that I'm enjoying. You know, watching Gotham more than I am Legends and Arrow right now. Well, for me, season one of Arrow, I couldn't stay with it. But season two, I got more and more impressed. So I was looking yeah. forward to future seasons. And yeah, it's dropping the ball, too. Well, I mean, after the first season of Gotham, if you told me that I was enjoying it this much this season, I wouldn't have yeah. believed you. Because yeah. that first season was yeah. rough. You know? Totally, totally. So, I mean, there are a lot of shows the first season is rough. <laughs> yeah, but we it paid off our patience and suffering through some of those it really did pay off. You passed I mean, through the, the dark days of Fish Mooney. She's <laughs> such what, an over-actress. Oh I'm like, yeah. what is she even trying to do? Come on. And what gets me is even they know that a lot of the fans, and I'm talking fans. I'm not talking people that don't like the, the shows. I'm talking about fans who have been with the show for the longest time are saying the island stories are not good. And they even have to acknowledge that in an interview that they said that we we know that the island stories are not good, but they're still going to have them. They're still going to have flashbacks. They know that the flashbacks are not good, but they're still uh, going to include them in the next season. I but they, they're saying that they're going to try to do it better. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's, 
don't know. It's so weird. It's like they want to fight you on stuff that don't work. It's like, I know it doesn't work. I know no one really digs it. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway. But why? It, it, there's, it does not make any sense why they have to keep doing flashbacks. in Faustian in deal. Is that what it is? It's got to be a Faustian deal. They're getting oh. some kind of benefit from it in this life if they keep showing stuff that mm. consistently upsets nerds. So, yeah. Look, it's for we chaos. Paid, we paid chaos. for all the sets. Don't even care. They're uh, that all selfish. These sets, they're pretty expensive. And I miss Deathstroke. It's like you could like re- have him come back and do something. Oh right? yeah. Oh so, yeah. I think after this season, we're gonna have to get kind of overstate his welcome. I really liked him this season. Really like injected a lot of life into the. Yeah, show, but they gotta have to. They, they gotta really kind of vary the the villainry a little more than they have. They have to. Like this, you have to, man. And they gotta add some more cops. They gotta. They need some more regular cops, you know, reoccurring characters that are cops to be in the show. You need more of that, I think. Like, there's no, there's not enough side characters in this show, I don't think. No, not enough of a supporting cast. Well, there's too many characters in the show that shouldn't be on because it sucks. All right. Um. <laughs> well, we're just a few weeks away from, uh, from more season finales and, of course, the premiere of Preacher. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Good word of mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. We've been oh, national yeah. critics. Move into the news segment. Yeah, we've been seeing a lot more images from Preacher. We saw a few advanced reviews, like Daryl said. A lot of good word of mouth. A lot of good uh, preview buzz. So excited for that. Absolutely. Uh, Dominic Cooper and Ruth Rusniga. Um, we also this week Sci-Fi Siffy has greenlit the Krypton series. Uh, we're going to be going back to the home planet of, of Superman, Krypton. I don't know what the hell they're going to do there. I want dragons that fly. Yeah, I don't know. Watch Game of Thrones. I was going to say, it could be like <laughs> a... Well, Krypton, Krypton could be like a Game of Thrones type show. Okay. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. The House of L and the House, you know, the House of right. M. You know. It's just now another show for our podcast. We're, we're going to spend more time watching TV than sleeping. No. Uh, no. no. What's sleeping? What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, I forgot you're sleeping. a father of two small ones. You probably haven't slept in, what, five sleeping. years? <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm the mother of shitshons right now. So I have five little ones. They just Watch have... your language. Did you say shitshons? Watch your language, I, mean, I said. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I went, to, <laughs> I went to a really... Here's my dad joke for the week. I went to a really terrible zoo this week. Terrible. Oh yeah! How terrible was they it? They only had one animal. Okay. It was a dog. It was a Shih Tzu. <laughs> anyway, you know like I like it. Uh, Willem Dafoe was cast this week. Yeah. In the Justice League movie. Now, when asked about it, Dafoe said in a quote that he's playing quote a good guy. Hmm. I put it to you, who? Who is Willem Dafoe? He, he can't be Bullock. It can't be Bullock. No. It's got to be... Maxwell Lord? Maybe? He's going to play the computer, voice of the computer at the Hall of Justice. An older snapper car? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I don't don't know who he could off chance be playing. 
I like we so. know he's gonna have Gordon in it. We know Gordon's gonna be in it in the in the movie. Right. So I'm trying to think if it's one of the cops that'll be working with Gordon. Dance. I don't know. No, he said a good guy. He said, yeah, maybe Professor Dent. Hamilton before the turn. Well, Dent he's was already good. dead. Isn't he already dead? Hamilton was in Man of Steel. Oh, right. I forgot that you They killed him off, which was stupid. I don't know why you kill off Hamilton. I don't know either. That was dumb. A lot of character development they could have had there. Yeah, they sure could have. I don't know. All I know is they did did say it was a good guy, but I just really don't know who... I don't think it's going to be a a superhero, though. I don't think it's going to be any... Well, don't some villains feel that they're a good guy? I don't think he was playing uh, it coy. Across the board, yeah. I don't, I don't think he was being coy. I think he was straight up saying he's going to be a... Yeah, there was an article. Go ahead. I, mean, I just found that article you were talking about, Daryl, about the producers of Arrow. It says, no, you hate the flashbacks, mm-hmm. but they're not going anywhere in season five. Yeah! So rude. Like, they're just blunt about it. Unless, I think, right. again, that could be clickbait. Could be taken out of context. Well, they said he's going to go to. They're going to show the the Russian angle. Remember when he he was speaking Russian? Mm-hmm. That'll be the the next story. So flashbacks we can't even understand. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yay. Yay, subtitles. Ooh. I mean, you ran with the Russian mob. I got it. I get it. But I don't think there's anything that really could have. I think the only thing that could have really been a good storyline was that he was running with the Suicide Squad for a year. That might be fun. You know? That would have been fun. Him doing yeah, missions. Yeah, but they won't the do that now with the movie. Nope. Not so gonna do no it. way they'll touch that now. Exactly. So, I was surprised they showed Deadshot in that flashback when they had Cupid back on. That's true, yeah. Remember? Yeah. We, we saw some awesome images from the Wonder Woman movie this week, too. Yeah. The first, first like, kind of teaser footage. Whoa. Hey. Puppy fight on the bed, sorry. Saw some great pictures of uh, Hippolyta and the rest of the Amazons. They're filming. Yes. Uh, I think they set off the coast of Italy. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful in the palace that they're filming in. And uh, so that movie continues apace. Um, can't wait to see it. It's yeah. awesome. I mean, it looks, I don't know. I'm very, after seeing her in Batman v Superman, I, I'm ready to see her in a full movie. And speaking of that, oh, movie, yeah, for um, sure. Didn't they? I mean, it, it, honestly, they truthfully said that they. Uh, I think Snyder was saying that they were going to uh, try to do more things that fans would enjoy for Justice League. They're trying to add some some things to that film. You make something. You mean make a movie that fans would enjoy? Uh, that's what they responded. And they said that wow. they would, they would do. I I did probably listen to the complaint. I mean, I'm. So I don't know. Making a movie people would enjoy. I don't know. <laughs> I think kind the of movie radical that people will enjoy is Suicide Squad. Yeah, I do too. Well, that, that, yeah, yeah. There was an interesting, uh, um, like, uh, sequence I read. I watched on a Nerdist this week with Jessica Chobot, talking about if they were to replace Zack Snyder, who should they replace him with? Mm-hmm. And um, uh, they, you know, one of the, the names they mentioned was uh, was James Fry, who who's doing um, Suicide Squad. So, but they I, ultimately said the best replacement for Zack Snyder would be exactly who we said it was. I think a couple episodes ago, uh, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, I think if if 
should because it's the only this is the first other like people the way that people talk about it and the all the back and forth that's been going on the tiring back and forth you would think that the cinematic the DC cinematic universe has had like 20 movies already the way that it's you know been talked about it's only been this is two and this is the third one and this is this one is the is the first one we'll see from a different director like a totally different director. Right. And I wonder if it does really well, you know, better, like if, if fans receive it well, if it, if it, uh, you know, does well in the box office, I wonder if they would want him to do the next Justice League. He was also, yeah, like I said, he was the one of the, the names that they mentioned. Uh, because Chris- it's an ensemble. Yeah. He'll be handling an ensemble of, of characters. And, and if this does really well, I can see them asking him, at least trying trying to get him to do it. I don't know if he'll Well, they're, I guess they're already pitching a Suicide Squad 2 mm-hmm. um, based on like just advanced pause of that movie. So we'll see. Right. Definitely. Uh, that's all I really have in the news bucket this week. Uh, please join our Facebook group, uh, DCTV Podcast. We got a few new members this week. Yeah, we got three new members this week, uh, so that's cool. Um, and we remain in the in the uh, the listing there in iTunes, the new and notable. Uh, for what three weeks weeks running now, we're like in about the middle of the pack. So thank you so much. Mm-hmm. By all means, please give us an iTunes review, or you know, mention us to your friends, uh, tell your neighbors, wake the dog, write us on you know charcoal in the back yeah. of your house. Uh, Even tell your frenemies, do it. Yes. Uh, if you enjoy Geeky Podcasts, I imagine you do because you've been listening to this one for about two hours. Uh, <laughs> then by all means, uh, flop on over to HHWLOD.com. You can check out the Walking Dead TV podcast where we're talking about Fear, the Walking Dead, the current Walking Dead series that's going on. Definitely improving, I think. Uh, yep. Also, the Black Box is over there. Sean Pryor's podcast, the Whedonverse podcast is back on track. Uh, it's All Connected, which does with the Marvel Television Universe what we do to the DC Television Universe. Uh, check it all out, hhwlod.com. And once you're done with all that and you have loaded up your iPod or other listening device, but you need more to listen to, then by all means head over to the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com where you will find the uh, the empire run by the man, the myth, the legend himself, the mogul, Mr. Daryl Taylor. Um, all kinds That's of who they should get to direct the next Justice League. There you go. Sure. Um, he should just star in it. Um, well, that too. Yeah. As the, as the whole league, you know. Right. As the Magnificent Seven himself. I already have a tiara, so I can do it. I do not want to picture you in a Wonder Woman outfit, buddy. I'm sorry. It's too late. I'm about to send a picture uh, right now. Hold on. Yeah, I'm no! not. Oh! It's going to be like that scene in Mr. Robot where he puts the drill through the computer, man. <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. You can't stop it. Is this thing is wishful hysterical blindness? Because I want that. <laughs> no! That's Damn it. So close. I need, a, I need a mental floss to get that off my brain. Um, but you can check out all kinds of shows there. No Apologies, JK's Happy Hour, uh, Nothing's On, which is another show about television uh, that I do there with Daryl and Mr. John, and uh, professional comedian Donnie Salvo. Um, all kinds of great shows over there. Comic Rock Snark Fest, where you can check out the Jim Beaut herself, Ms. Jerry Atkinson. Uh, all kinds of good stuff. TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Please go and enjoy that over there. And I, I already I already begged for iTunes. Uh, if you want to get ahead, I'd start on the Justice League watch. You can go right ahead and do that because we'll be starting that in just a few weeks. And until next week, we have even more good stuff to talk about, including the Lucifer 
season finale and <laughs> and the legends season finale. Uh, until then, we are ghosts. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Later. I can't hold-